Well, hello, and welcome to the very first vlog that I have ever screwed up so badly I had to go back and re-record. So yeah, it happens to the best of us. So today we're going to talk about five myths we have about good communicators, and I'm going to keep it, of course, specific to women. So I love, love, love myth busting around communication and presentation and public speaking and voice and wordy type things. Love is probably not a strong enough word, to be honest. Why, you might ask? Well, general nerdiness is one factor to be sure, but the other and the much more important for our purposes is that women carry so much baggage on this topic, like Victorian steamer trunk levels. So you don't know what that is. I've put a link to a nice picture in the text below. Check it out. So the moment when a woman realizes the truth and then recognizes how much the myth has held her back is magic. Not because she's suddenly beating herself up because of lost opportunity. I'm quick to stage an intervention if things move in that direction. No, it's because in that moment, she suddenly sees all the possibilities. I am telling you, it is crazy addictive to be the witness to that stuff. Like, oh, and, and oh, before you get all sort of, well, this is just for professional women or executives or women that some sort of special blah, blah, blah. Let me stage another intervention. These myths being busted serve every woman. So let us move on to my favorite myths. So with so many to choose from, it's a wee bit hard to narrow it down. So I'm going with the very unscientific approach of the top five that popped into my head. And they likely popped in because I hear them all the time. So how many times have you said, or thought, or believed the following? Number one, she was born with it. Only Maybelline gets away with that tagline in my books. So that's a little 90s throwback moment for you. The rest of you need to get over that myth pretty quickly because it's not true. It is a myth. So, yes, some people are more extroverted. Some people are more introverted. And just a little insider information. I am an introvert. I know. Take a moment with that thought. So... Basically, read my lips. Introversion, extroversion has nothing to do with effectiveness as a communicator. Zip, zero, zilch, nada. In fact, I would argue that extroverts have additional challenges as communicators, which I will get into at another time. So while she might have had life circumstances that enabled her to work on these skills earlier in her life, she was not born with it. Communication is a learned skill. You started life with the same set of potentials. So while you may have different challenges, mountains to climb, types of baggage, the fact is you too 
We're born with it. And I include everybody in that category because I have worked with people with every kind of ability. So just want to make that really, really clear. That leads me to number two, myth number two. And that's, it's easy for her. Ha ha ha. Well, that's a pretty big assumption, isn't it? How often do we ascribe ease to women who do something well? A little too often, in my opinion. So think of a gymnast like Simone Biles. Would you ever say that it's easy for her? And maybe you do, and shame on you. So sure, she makes it look easy. And yes, it is irrefutably easier for her than for someone like me. Because like, dudes, I can't even do a somersault like ever, but you can bet every penny you've ever had that Simone has worked her ass off to make it look easy. That woman that seems so patient with her kids, that teacher that finds different ways to teach kids who are struggling, the community leader who engages factions in productive conversations, all of these women might be good communicators, but assuming that it's easy for them is at best uninformed and at worst utterly dis disrespectful. Any one of these women might be struggling every day to be a good communicator. She might have worked for years to get to this point. She might not believe she's a good communicator. Point is, you don't know. It might be easier for her for any number of reasons, but what does that have to do with you? Assuming that it's easy for her gives you a potential excuse to not even try, especially if you believe it will be especially hard for you, which is frankly what many people believe, not people, well, people, yes, but women specifically believe. I suppose that if your expectation is that valuable things should be easy, then you've got a much bigger problem on your hands, don't you? But if you're not afraid of work and whatever degree that it might be for you, then you too can develop the skills and make it look easy too. Seriously, it just takes time and effort. So number three, ooh, this one's a hot one. She has a better voice, appearance, personality. So the research does seem to indicate that there is an initial advantage conferred on those deemed more attractive in a communication situation. So you know what offsets that advantage very quickly and fundamentally changes how you are perceived? Yep, your voice and personality. So going back to number two and the discussion about hard and easy and expectation, I'd like to challenge a few aspects of this particular myth. First, appearance. No, I'm not going to say, um, go get yourself a facelift, new teeth, bigger boobs, whatever, though I will get a facelift sooner rather than later. Um, I'm not suggesting you'll be anything less than you or more as in the case uh, of boobs. You know, you should be anything less or more than you are. Rather, I challenge you to reframe the idea of appearance around your personal style and grooming practices. Anyone can be more attractive, whatever attractive might mean, 
by upping their awareness of how to express their own uniqueness inherent, and inherent beauty through how they put together their look. So people like Lauren Messiah do a great job of empowering women in this regard. And I'm not getting into the weeds with you on what women should or should not do in the patriarchy and shaving your legs and etc. This isn't about fashion. This is about how you physically represent your identity. And you don't get a choice on that part because you do have a physical self and it does represent your identity. The point is you can choose how it gets presented. As for voice and personality, well, voices can be trained. That's what I do. I know many ostensibly attractive women who, the minute they open their mouths, it's like nails on a chalkboard. So while they might have an initial advantage, that advantage dissipates quickly. Plus, you keep your voice, if treated kindly, for your life. Appearances change, no matter what Joan Rivers attempted. Same goes for personality. You can develop authentic skills that allow you to connect with people effectively. The beautiful woman who is a complete asshole is just that, a complete asshole. The moral of the story seems to be this. If you choose to believe that appearance governs your status as a good communicator, then up your game. Same goes for your voice and your personality. And if you believe that those are things you ought to have been born with, not work on intentionally, I suggest you take it up with the universe when the time comes. In the meantime, sit in your corner and throw stones. So number four, myth. She's had training practice opportunities. Again, maybe true. Maybe not, but regardless, so what? Assuming that someone has had training, which is why they're good and, and you're not, is like saying, oh, well, she's got an advantage I can never enjoy because I can't have training practice opportunities, which is, I'm sure, you'll agree, it's bullshit. It's just bullshit. I can spend all day shooting holes in this one. Can't afford training? Welcome to the internet. Tons of stuff if you're careful and picky. Can't practice? Sure you can. In the bathroom, in bed, while walking, while driving, while reading to kids, while cooking, you get the idea. Play both parts. Write out a conversation. Use toys, seriously. And, and have the choice, have conversations. Sounds crazy, sure, but it works. No opportunities? Well, if you're expecting opportunities to be delivered to your feet, then you're probably not going to have any. If, however, you flip your expectations to finding and or creating opportunities, then the situation can change. Start conversations. Continue conversations. Join groups. Attend meetings. Put your hand up, virtually or otherwise. Call a friend or family member. Talk to your kids, your neighbors, your cat. The more open, the more you open your mouth and hear and feel your voice, the more comfortable you will get. 
And finally, for today anyways, number five, she's smarter or better educated. Now, do you actually need me to bust this myth for you? Being a good communicator has nothing to do with your intelligence or your education. Why? Because intelligence has no correlation with communication skills. And education in the, in the vast majority of the world doesn't teach good communication skills. They might have had exposure to public speaking or formal presentations in, in education settings, maybe, but that does not a good communicator make. Trust me on that one. So in fact, some of the best educated and smartest people I've ever met couldn't communicate their way out of a paper bag, even with written instructions. So if you have the intention to communicate, you listen, you learn to listen and engage with other people, you will be a good communicator. My grandfather with a grade eight education was absolutely outstanding. My friend who has a law degree and is a brain with two feet has all the communication savvy of a turnip. So some parting thoughts for you. So hopefully you've encountered a few nuggets today that will help you reframe some of the myths you might have unknowingly subscribed to throughout your life. Don't be surprised if you believed most of them. Unfortunately, <clears throat> women aren't given a lot, or in many cases, any knowledge, skills, or opportunities to develop their communication skills. Sure, we're considered nurturers, blah, 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 all about relationships, blah, blah, more blah. But let me tell you something. When was the last time you remember a woman in your life, generally an elder, sitting your ass down and helping you understand communication and how to do it better or more effectively? Yeah. Never. So don't ever feel bad that you believed and or acted out these myths as if they were real. It's not your fault. But now that you know, well, it's time to put on your dancing shoes and get out there and boogie. Maybe you're one of the tiny number that has had a different experience. If so, finish this blog quickly and get out there and make a difference, okay? Don't delay. The world needs you now. So before I part, I'm going to remind you that if you want to join a group of women setting about to own their voices, lives, and futures, consider joining our private Facebook group for support, resources, weekly lives, and other good stuff. Link is in the text below. And if you visit the website, T with D, T-E-E -E with D, letter D, dot com, there's all kinds of links everywhere to goodies and getting on mailing lists. So go check it out. Until next time. Bye.